These are some of the ingredients of an amateur fight. The boxing ring, the bell, a referee, red and blue gloves, headgear and a mouth guard, two boxers, sometimes a bloody nose or a split lip, and a ring girl, usually a voluptuous woman in a bikini and high heels who parades around the ring with a card that tells you what round is coming up. And there are ring girls in women's boxing as well. Women are competing this week for a spot on the U.S. Olympic boxing team, the very first one to include women. They're at a resort just outside Spokane, Washington. And when USA Boxing first announced the ring girl for the event, photojournalist Sujay Johnson and I were, well, it seems weird to be excited about women's boxing and also excited about ring girls. But Sue was pleasantly surprised. Okay, well, the ring girl is this beautiful, young Native American girl in tribal dress. The venue is a casino on a Native American reservation, and this girl doesn't even walk around the ring. She just stands up on the apron of the ring and holds up the card. So it was, she looks so sweet in this yellow, traditional dress with headdress as well. It was very appropriate. Um, hi, I am Reagan. I there are 10- 10 10 and 15-year-old girls in the audience each night, and they did not come to see high heels and lipstick. They came because they look up to these boxers. My favorite is Queen Underwood. I definitely love her. She's like my idol. When we found out she won, we started crying and screaming, and we got her autograph on her arms. And, um, yeah, so bye. End of message. From WNYC Radio in New York, this is Women Box. Fighting to Make History. I'm Marianne McCune. All week long, we've been watching the fights, talking about the boxers and their determination. Now it's time to talk about loss. At the beginning of the trials, 24 women were in the running to fill just three spots on the team representing the United States in boxing. Only nine remain. Marianne, it's Sue. I'm backstage here. It's a short night tonight. On day three of the fights, the boxers in the winner's bracket got a break. The ring was for challengers only. Everybody's already lost once, so whoever loses tonight is out of the tournament. Before the fights, Sue was snapping pictures of the boxers in their red or blue uniforms, warming up, hanging out, listening to music. Hey, Marianne, okay, I'm calling you from the blue corner. Alex loves looking pretty relaxed back here, the headphones on, smiling. With some of the top-ranked boxers facing opponents of significantly lower standing, the night seemed predictable. Uh, Tyrosia, I just walked in, and she's got a big, huge smile on her face. But many of the fights were much closer than expected. Ladies and gentlemen, if any both ladies boxing for dream. Middleweight boxer Franchon Cruz of Baltimore, ranked number one in the country, beat Tiffany Hearn of San Diego by one point. With a score of 27 to 26. The fight looked at some points more like a wrestling match than boxing. It was not a clear win. That was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> I mean, shot. Yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I always lose when I win. <laughs> <laughs> you did so good. I'm proud of you. That was a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
Sue J. Johnson has spent months following a few of these women, from tournament to tournament, visiting them in their homes and at their gyms. She profiled flyweight boxer Alex Love in pictures for the New York Times Magazine. This is a girl who has largely trained herself, checking out boxing books from the library and driving from city to city looking for a coach. I fought random places. I just ended up having shows at wherever I was and just kind of dove in. I had a plan. I go past A, B, C, D, and E. I always have like a, a plan up to M and N and all those letters. Like, there's always a plan. Alex Love is as can-do as they get. I put on this like really hard front sometimes, but I'm really soft. I think every boxer has that trait. Like, there are days when I can't barely move, but I refuse to show it because I have this need to be the strongest. And how can I only be confident in the ring if I'm not confident in everything I do? Third night of fights, Love was the favorite against Jenny Fuchs. I think Alex really underestimated her. She was really aggressive and really fast and really consistent. And Alex just kind of was a little wild and didn't really have her best game on. She was not the Alex Love I've seen. Ladies and gentlemen, I have your winner with a score of 21 to 16. Out of the red corner, Virginia Fuse! I can barely watch this anymore. Sue called right after the fight. It's really hard to watch these dreams die. In her voicemails this week, Sue was wowed again and again by the display of strength among boxers who lost. After her last bout, Alex Love stood in the middle of the ring with her arms raised high, smiled, and thanked the crowd for their support. So Alex Love is teasing me for being emotional because she's not. Boxers train to be agile, both physically and mentally. And I think that's the crazy thing. Like, you have to believe fully that that's where you're going. And yet, at the same time, be ready for that not to happen. I wish I started boxing, like, when I was 10. After <laughs> Tiffany Hearn finished crying... She was already trying to turn her mind to what's next. Probably turn pro. I'm old. <laughs> I'm 28, you know. Her coach, Carrie Berry, boxes for the Army, part of its elite athlete program. Student loans. Berry also wanted to compete for the Olympic team, but she injured her knee. She didn't get to make it here. I had to pull out. Patricia Manuel injured her shoulder. You had to keep going and, you know, the decision go your way, but, damn, we made it here this far. And, you know, we're just going to keep spearheading things to go. This doesn't stop. Hello, this is Tiffany Hearn, 165. The next night, Tiffany Hearn watched the fights with the rest of the spectators. That's the way it crumbles, so I'm sitting in the stands tonight. I'm going to go to the fight. Same with lightweight boxer Bertha Arisel of the Bronx. Hey, Marianne, it's me, Bertha. She lost to her close friend, Tierra Brown, by one point in one of the most emotionally draining bouts of the week. All right, I'll keep you posted if anything. Bye. End of message. Tierra Brown lost the next night. So did Franchon Cruz. They will all be in the stands tonight. Hey, Marianne, it's Sue. It's um, almost midnight here in Spokane, and I'm thinking about tonight. And I just was reading a Facebook post from Jack Love, who is Alex Love's dad. And it's so beautiful, I just wanted to read it to you. It says, I'm really not one for bragging, but there is a time and place for everything, and this is the moment. Alex is one class act. There's not a number large enough in the math book to describe how proud I am of her.
That's Sue J. Johnson in Spokane. I'm Marianne McCune in New York. This is Women Box, fighting to make history. Next podcast, I'll play you a phone message from Christy Martin, the only female boxer yet to make the cover of Sports Illustrated. Maybe we'll see 16-year-old Clarissa Shields there next week. And coming up soon, a radio diary from Shields. She'll take us along on her journey from growing up in Flint, Michigan, to the Olympic team trials in Spokane. This podcast is a production of WNYC Radio. Check out Sue's photographs and our stories about the women fighting to make history at wnyc.org slash womenbox. And we'll be back with more on the conclusion of the trials.